Hey, what's up? It's James. And teacher. We just want to tell you a few ways that you can support us. Financially. That's right. You can go to our Patreon, patreon.com slash show. Inside the Patreon, you can find a few different packages. You got everything from like a dollar all the way up to $5,000. You know, like if you're business, you want to do some advertising, you want to be a guest on the show or something like that. But you know what? We appreciate any way you guys would like to support us. This is just another way of doing it. Or access the shop at lastreart.gallery. Check out the shop as I'm a teacher's original artwork, some stickers, and also other merch coming at you from some of the guests on our show. Thank you very much. Peace. Peace. You're listening to Paint the Town Podcast with your hosts. L.A. Street Art Gallery resident artist, teacher, and founder of L.A. Street Art Gallery, James Chen of... Paint the Town Podcast, episode 158. What's up, bro? Fuck, I almost missed the show today. God damn. <laughs> well, yeah, because, you know, you got so many things going on, you know, with the wife and the kids and everything, you know, it's... Uh, hey, man, you know. it happens, man, okay? It fucking happens, dude. <laughs> hey, you know, just hey. let it be known, let it be known that the old man was ready. The old man's ready over here. <laughs> <laughs> well, shit, dude. You know what? To... Uh, yeah, man. I don't know. Sometimes... I got a couple of things that I wanted to do shout outs with, but I'll wait till next, uh, next. You want to wait till um, next episode? Podcast. Okay. Well, yeah. let's just go ahead and, uh, you know, welcome some old friends in to, or an old friend in today, today, uh, for the audience. Not an have... old friend, a friend we've known for a while. That's right. Cause then you call like you. your old. <laughs> 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 I'm sorry. I'm just oh yeah, man. Um, hold on. Let me see here. Well, you want to introduce our guest real quick? Um, well, one of them I know, the other one I, I don't know. Um, Jennifer Corson, uh, Humans Make Art, stalwarts out there that's been... Yeah, today um, we have um, Jennifer and her friend Jack, and they've been traveling a lot. And, um, you know, she wanted to go ahead and come on and kind of update us on what she's going on with, uh, and also introduce, introduce her to her friend who's a filmmaker named Jack. So I'm really looking forward to talking to her. Want to let her in? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, let's get this right. going, man. They've been, they've been waiting patiently. Welcome, guys. How you doing? Hi. Welcome to the Late Show. Thank you so much. <laughs> oh, yeah, okay. That young guy a hard time over here, you know, because the old man was ready. The old man was sitting here going, hey, what the, what the fuck's James? This never happens, by the way. Uh, so sorry. Um, but, you know, I got to give, like, a, this, this is the only time this has ever happened. Go ahead, so Pete. You can I can't give him that today. hard of a time. But <laughs> thank you. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, Jennifer, it's good to, good to see you again. Please introduce us to uh, your friend, Jack. This is Jack Meggers. Um, he is a filmmaker from Iowa. Ah, Iowa, Jack. Jack welcome to Paper Nice Jack to meet Podcast. you. Thank you for joining us today, man. Thanks for having me. Um, so from Iowa, oh my goodness. Um, any particular part of Iowa that anyone would know, or is it like near some 
I mean, I grew up in Mason City in Clear Lake, Iowa, which is sort of most famous for being the death place of uh, Buddy Holly, Big Bopper, and uh, Oh, yeah, Allen. yes. Okay. Uh, most recently, and uh, I lived in Des Moines, Iowa, which is the capital. And uh, other than that, I don't know. What, you know, I've been to Iowa, man. It's actually like a lot of Californians what? are moving. What the hell are you doing in Iowa, dude? <laughs> I, I grew up there. No, no, I'm sorry. I was talking to, oh, to, to James oh, yeah. over here. I've been to Iowa. What the hell is this Asian doing in this Iowa, man? This been everywhere. <laughs> I know I've been to Iowa, man. I mean, I don't know. I had like a business trip on there one yeah, time. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and uh, like, a lot of, like I said, a lot of Californians are moving there right now because uh, it's actually quite a nice place, I would say, right? You know, have you heard, you know, the mass exodus of California, you know, for the first time in years, you know, California's population has dropped. And I don't know, I've heard that. Good. We can use some, is... some loss of people out here. There's <laughs> too many of them. But anyways, man, I mean, um, so you guys have been traveling, right? Well, wait a second. When did you okay. get out? Back. Uh, I came back in uh, November. Lived here previously for like seven years, six years ago. Uh, I moved home to work on a film and was there working on stuff for six years and decided it was a good idea to move back here. You worked home to, I mean, you went home from, from LA yeah. to do a film in, in, in Iowa. Yeah. And then you, it took six years to do the film or what happened? Uh, lots of things happened. I made lots of films. I didn't make the feature I was trying to make, but I made a short and uh, a lot of other stuff. And uh, I just sort of ran out of opportunities there for myself, so I decided to come back. Mm. Good idea, man. I got to tell you, I know how it goes when it comes to the film business. Yeah, Teacher's um, wife is a filmmaker. Yeah, and the last, uh, well, she made her first film on her own um, that she wrote and directed, and it took 10. And I think the budget we were finally able to scrape together was a little over 300000 yeah, but about eight hundred thousand dollars worth of favors from all kinds of friends from all over the place in, in Hollywood that she did favors for. But this film that we're currently working on has been about five years now, yeah, and it's come so close to happening, and then the the finance just goes, yeah, you know, yeah, it happened to me a couple times. So yeah, it's a business I don't even. Oh, it's happened to us more than a couple of times. But right now, right now things are on track. Um, the wife is actually supposed to leave in um, about a month to go to Budapest. That's where it's going to film. And, you know, I'll uh, update you as we go. But, um, yeah, so after five years of just plodding away, hopefully it goes a lot easier and better for you. What kind of projects were you working on in, in Iowa when you were there for six years? Yeah, I worked on a number of uh, short films with uh, some of the filmmakers that were there, uh, one of which was mine, a couple of which I, I collaborated with people. I, I filled my time working on short documentaries um, on the arts and on artists in the scene there. I, I need to be kind of continuously inspired and inspire myself and artists, how hard they work, they always inspire me. So I've made a couple films there about uh, different artists and their what and their processes, which is ultimately kind of what led me to this collaboration with Jennifer as well. Because I like to, I like to make films about art that can be artistic and and that inspire me and then can inspire others. So it's kind of dude, like, we love people like you. Thank you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Filmmakers yeah. that actually have a real soul. You know, uh, you know most filmmakers uh, that are even trying to get into the business for themselves, they got to go through hell a lot of boot camp and doing what other people want to do. 
you know, and yeah. to be able to, to do what you want and it to be involving artists, man, that's awesome. You just went up a few rungs on my, uh, my respect level, man. Thanks. Um, so uh, now that you're back out here and tell us about the project with, uh, with Jennifer. Well, um, I think we sort of loosely met online. I, my, uh, the company moniker and name that I go by is Anatomical Heart Films. Um, the heart symbol is something that I've just been drawn to for a long, long time. And I saw, when I came to LA, uh, I saw, uh, you know, images, I think, where, uh, of this anatomical heart painting on walls here. And I was like, oh my God, what is that? I got to figure out who this person is. And so I like kind of tracked her down, which wasn't hard to do and, and uh, reached out to her. In this day and age, yeah, exactly. It's not that hard to do. Back in the day, good luck. Good luck. Right? Yeah, no, Instagram, <laughs> social media, that stuff makes it pretty easy. But um, yeah, that symbol inspires me and I kind of lead with my heart in my own art. And so I, you know, reached Can't out. Can't go wrong with that, my man. Can't go wrong with that. So. Awesome. Well, you know, last time we talked to Jennifer, man, it was really cool because she got to update us kind of like on a few, um, I guess, uh, you know, her, her, about her past. And we learned so much about her last time. And, you know, we all kind of grew so much respect for her as an artist, too, man. So I was just wondering, Jennifer, we haven't heard from you this episode, actually. Um, and I, yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Go ahead, please mansplain everything for me. No, not at all. Like, I know, I'm supposed to want to That's like... when I taught her how to paint. <laughs> <laughs> no. <sighs> yeah. Um, yeah, since we, I think the last time I caught up with you guys, I was about to go to Utah or... Yeah. Yeah, so we went to Utah with Paris and her team and there's a bunch of cool stuff online there were a ton of articles about the protest um, breaking code silence is already making an impact and getting laws changed there's laws um, in Utah and I believe Missouri that are protecting children that advocacy of breaking code silence um, you know Paris Hilton and Carolyn Lorson and some others went to Utah to um, like help make things. Yeah. Until I don't know the technical terms and I'm so embarrassed that I don't, but um, we're, laws are getting changed that are actively protecting children just based on the fact that so many people have like come forward and said like, yeah, this happened to me. Also, this place is problematic. Let's shut it down. And it's cool to be part of that. Sure. Legislation, awesome. getting legislation going yeah. is like one of the hardest motherfucking things in the world. And especially when it comes to something like this, it takes efforts like that to, you know, to get it going and to make it happen. Because even once you get it going, you've got to keep, you know, keep nagging them and nagging them until it actually happens. Because we know how they love to talk and say, oh, yeah, we're going to do this. We're going to do that. Right. And the laws have like loopholes in them where, you know, we're trying to get things passed where you can't restrain kids for certain things. And it's like, okay, if they're a danger, so what's a danger mean and all that. But just having eyeballs on a problem that's been like, you know, shushed for a long time is amazing. So, yeah, I thought, I thought yeah. I was honestly, you kind of brought up um, a really, uh, I guess, a event going on, like, you know, with Paris, but also with so many other teens too. I mean, uh, you, you know, last time you just brought it to our attention's audience, man, and I want to thank you for that. So I was wondering if this project has anything to do with um, your your previous kind of like breaking code silence uh, stuff, or is it kind of completely separate? I mean, 
most things I do are like intertwined. Like sure. it's most of the artwork I do and the public stuff is, I mean, I try to have it involved with a bigger thing, especially lately. It's just felt less satisfying to me to just like be in galleries or do like, I don't know, to like play the game, you know, like it just seems a little, I want a little more yeah. time for myself and the things I want to do and to like, I don't know, explore life in the world and there's just so much out there. So it's like, I'm taking my story and just being more kind of vulnerable about my experience and like the mental health things that come from like being abducted and, you know, locked up and stuff like that. So, um, <laughs> I mean, we're going to talk about PTSD. We're going to be driving all over the place and connecting with people. Um, what we've already done, I mean, how long did we leave for? Weeks, I think at least. Yeah, that'd be a good. When did you guys start working on this project? Like officially, when did you start working? Uh, this spring, at some point, we uh, we had a trip. We planned a trip and uh, went on a short road trip between here and Santa Fe and back, uh, sort of to explore the concept uh, and uh, the possibilities uh, for a film. So we got, I've, I've already got a bunch of footage uh, and. But we discovered things on the way. We, you know, we we discovered people reacting to Jennifer's art. We have, we have this uh, this heart that we were bringing along and putting in the landscape, and and people reacted to it. And they, we found that there was a real strong connection for and, and reaction from just everyday people that when they see, especially in a, in an artful way, that they it they want to talk about their reaction to it. So. Um, that's something that we discovered on that one first, uh, that first road trip that we went on. And that was, that was, you know, it's definitely fueling us going forward because we see that it's a bigger thing and, and more people react to it. And we want to connect uh, and, and uh, you know, reach and touch a lot of people. So I think that's, that's a good way to that's do it. That's a good way of doing it, man. Go to different places where you find different kinds of people. Yeah. The more you can show it, you know, really uh, connecting with, all different kinds of people that's you know that's when you start getting more you know appreciation and, and acknowledgement from a lot of people especially right now with how divided the country is because of politics you yeah. know um it's crazy right now yeah. and um anything like this that's going to help bring some common ground between you know these two factions is man we could definitely use it so yeah. Um, I hope you can go a bunch of, bunch of other different places as well, man. Yeah. Yeah. And we don't have to try. Like, I mean, people have come. It and everyone's is so different. Like, we only have a few so far, but one of them is a guy who's an engineer. And I've had a lot of people talk to me about my work before, but no one who's like, oh, I mean, what kind of engineer was he? He was in superconductors. <laughs> yeah. And oh he was, wow. Okay. Yeah. He just had this whole thing about how the heart. Um, in an 80-year lifespan, the heart will beat 3 billion times and how that's impossible for any kind of machinery to, to beat that many times without wearing out or failing. So it's like there's this regenerative thing and he got so scientific and yeah. it was so the opposite of like everything I was thinking and I think everything Jack was that's thinking. That's great though. And it was so out of nowhere. And um, it's just like that's really... Like I randomly, he just started talking to us and I was like, hey, can we film you? And um, I didn't tell Zach I was gonna ask him. I've just been kind of like, hey, this is amazing what you're telling us. Do you mind if we get it on film? And um, That's nice that you at least ask for permission. You know, sometimes people just 
like, oh, and they just start filming and then that just ruins the moment, right? We had that. We had a a situation where, it wasn't a situation, but it was a, I guess I was painting um, an electrical box in a residential neighborhood and, you know, it was, I was told I was going to bring like gang activity to the neighborhood and it, um, (sighs) it's not my neighborhood. I'm not one to say whether it will or or wouldn't, but it, it was just like, I don't know. It's another way, like the heart started a conversation, if you know what I mean. Like mm-hmm. it's it's a unifying thing. We ended up talking to like the I mean to like a good solution, and I think we'll, we'll that'll be in the film too, to some degree. Nice. Filming me when someone came out and started yelling, and it just turned oh out. man, and and to be able to actually communicate with them and come up with a solution, and yeah. you got that on film. Yeah. yeah. That was the first awesome. we filmed. That was like I think the second time we ever hung out, right? Yeah, it was so. it was heated and very like okay, here we are, here yeah, we go. It was a lot. And, it was uh, intense. Yeah. Dude, kudos to you for being able to film that and not freak out and be like, you know, oh my god, you know, <laughs> I'm afraid of what's going to happen. Yeah, for sure. I was just <laughs> internalizing it all. Because, dude, let me just tell you, some shady shit can happen, you know, in the streets and <laughs> the neighborhoods or whatever. You're around people's homes, like. People bring guns out, shoot them in the air, whatever. Like, it's, uh, you know, especially these little towns. Oh, they love their guns, yeah. you know? <laughs> they love their guns. and They love to let you know uh, how they sound if, uh, you know, if there's any problems or they think you're trying to get away with something. He's just from one of those little towns, you know? <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's my in in those little towns. Yeah. I'm like, he's I've from been- <laughs> Well, that's no, it's good to at least have a guy there, you know, it looks like a good manly man, you know what I mean? Because hey, don't just um, go, Jennifer, she's a tough chick, man. I would not fucking tell hey, yes, yes, <laughs> but here's the thing those people do not know that, okay? Those people do not know that, and if they don't tattoos. know that, what's that? I need more tattoos and like more face piercings, and like <laughs> exactly the point that I was just gonna make is you know, it, it, it comes down to what you're um communicating with with your look and it's one of the reasons why i got this tattoo on the back of my head um you know i got a tattoo back here right jennifer it's yes. called the thug it the thug it you ever heard of a thug it before you've heard of a mullet okay yep. <laughs> this uh my hair is basically uh what i call a thug it because it's business in the front and then um a thug in the back basically thug in the back. <laughs> not, not like party tattoo is thug it's well, like a heart. Anything, any, yeah, right? <laughs> but here's the it's thing. It's a heart and a compass. It's like, it's like a sweetie pie tattoo. <laughs> well, but, oh, yes. you're challenging yeah. that. No, 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 no. Wait, wait. This is good. This is good because in the middle, you are absolutely right. It has a triangle and it has a heart, which represents peace and love that I have for my family. Now, what is it surrounded by? Spikes. A compass. Spikes, exactly, <laughs> which is what I'm willing to do to protect that peace and love. Now, anyone that knows what the hell they're doing on the streets, if they see spikes, if they see dots, you know what I mean? You're carrying certain types of weapons. So I, I was, my wife actually got to see this in person happen. Because after I got this tattoo, I mean, <laughs> you can imagine this conversation I had with my wife about getting this tattoo on my head. Um, she was wanting me to think about getting hair transplants because I was buzzing my hair all the way down. There's like a whole thing that goes along with it. And I'm just like, dude, you lost me. I got to start taking Propecia. Fuck that. Ain't going to do that. I'll let my hair grow out, sweetie, a little bit if you let me get a tattoo back here. 
And she's like, <laughs> why? I'm like, trust me, one day you will be thankful that that tattoo is back there, okay? I'm not gonna go into the rest of the conversation. I'm gonna skip to the story of why, okay? We were downtown um, near uh, Wall Street. We were going to a, a, an art show in downtown LA, right near Skid Row. And we were sitting at a crosswalk, getting ready to walk across the street, and these three little gangsters come walking up in black. Their black socks pulled up to their knees and stuff. And they're checking us out. They're checking my wife out, you know, because she's pretty. And so I just very casually knelt down and retied my shoe and went <laughs> <laughs> like I was snorting up some coke that was left in my nose or some shit. And just to make sure they saw the top of my head. And then when I stood back up, they were not about us at all. <laughs> they were just chilling in their own little, you know, uh, area and then went their own way. And I didn't say a word to my wife when we got to the, the art show where we were going. I was like, sweetie, did you see what happened back there? And she was like, yeah. I'm like, okay. The thug it worked, I guess, that night. Thing, if that one occasion saved me from having to do whatever to these kids or them, you know, cutting me up or whatever the hell, it, it, may, it served its purpose. So bottom line is, uh, Jennifer, you got to get you some gnarly tattoos. Maybe yeah. shave that hair I mean, or something like, like that. I, like I'm all like, Just you know. Go bull dyke. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny because like when we first started documenting Teach as a street artist in LA, he was a young man, dude. He didn't have the bald spot in the back of his head, actually. Here, let me just. Let it just, was there. It was just, let me just not show you real quite quick. as this is, pronounced. Try having kids and keep it, your fucking hair. You know, okay? this is Teach when we first started documenting. <laughs> oh, very, very young man when he was doing billboards, acting crazy and getting arrested. You know what I mean? But, uh, you know, every artist has to evolve, right? And then basically uh, my man Teach here has evolved with the, uh, the thug it. So uh, if you didn't know, like, don't fuck with Teacher because he has a tattoo on the top of his head. <laughs> you can put that I will back it up. I would just rather not do it. I'm sorry? <laughs> You, sh you should make that shirt that says, don't fuck with teacher. He has a tattoo on top of his head. <laughs> you know what? I just thought of a cool t-shirt, actually. I would we wear just, that. We just should have teach in the front, like a profile picture. And in the back, uh, the back of the shirt, you see the back of his head, actually. And then you have to see the tattoo. That would be, I would rock that shirt for sure, dude. All right. That shirt's happening, teach. We're going to just you sell it. it for me. Go ahead and design it for me. Now. <laughs> right, Anyways, man, let's get movie, back to, okay? yeah, back back to, to the, the movie. film and, and Jennifer. <laughs> So, you know, one of these um, scenescapes, I would like to call it, man, it's so cool to see your heart there because it's like, look at this, man. It looks just like absolutely like it's a desert. I don't know. Oh, Arizona, man. You know, nice. Where, where is this? What, uh, is this in Arizona or where is this, Jack? Yeah, that's in the Petrified National Forest in Arizona, right? Yeah. Yep, yeah, 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 yeah. Desert. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just so cool because I'm just taking a look at this. This is such a crazy like, you know. Oh, dude, I've never seen that. Natural yeah. scenescape, right? And then also just Whoa. placing that. No, I, I mean the the petrified um, like logs down and everything. But dude, yeah. that heart looks so cool in that landscape. Yeah, it just man. pops. Thank you. Yep. And um, it's cool because the heart like gradually. I mean, it's getting pretty beat. It's it's been many places now. It's been in like the snow and the desert and the mountains and. Um, it it's laminated. <laughs> and that's kind of like. Wait, what'd you say? Is it laminated? Just curious. I was just going to say, are you <laughs> no, touching no, it at all or are you letting it's it wear? Like it's like nice. Oh, there it is. There it is. Oh, it's gonna, what is it made out of? It's going to fall apart eventually. It's, and we're just going to like keep it as it is, I think, until I decide it's time to make a new one. That's like 
the process of it falling apart and how it looks, I think it just becomes more like metaphorical and like it's on its own journey. You know, it's doesn't, this isn't about like being perfect. It's about like, I mean, I think everything I posted on, on Instagram is like me falling or like <laughs> just like me being like ridiculous or I don't know. It's, um, it's been really cool. It's, um, I feel very lucky to have met Jack and that he's like into my art. Yeah. So Jack, question for you about the, about the film. Is it going to be like a, a short or like a full feature? Any idea about the length of the film? Yeah, I, I think, uh, I think there's definitely enough there to make a feature length uh, documentary, but to start with, I think we need to make just a short proof of home where we can prove what we're doing to ourselves and to our audience and show what it is. And then I think we can build upon that short and, uh, we have an idea already for a, a larger film, but we're gonna we're gonna need you know time and and money to be able to go and uh, and make that sh that longer project. So what we're really starting to do is to start by uh, making a short proof of concept, um, which is gonna execute on our on our mission and and the the concept and show what it is. And I think that people will you know if nothing happens after that, I think we'll have a really cool short film. Uh, that will have a very positive message, and uh, and if we can take it further and make it into a a feature, I'd be more than happy to do that because I think that there's definitely enough material to be explored there. Okay, so I'm reading on your GoFundMe page. Wait a second, I'm sorry, James. Um, while I'm thinking about it, um, I forgot who it was. Oh, it was my friend Chris Mayola uh, mentioned to me about how um, public access channels have funding, like enough to fund your film yep. that kind of funding so if i were you i would hit up um the, the local is the most local public access channel first and then you know if it doesn't work out there you go to the next one and the next one and the next one sure. and then i guarantee you somewhere um there will be a public access channel that has plenty of funding yep. um they'll throw some money at this that's a great idea I think we're, I mean, we'll, eventually we're going to reach out to a number of different organizations, including like, you know, the American Heart Association, which is pretty obvious, but then there's a lot of uh, advocacy groups and social justice groups that might, we can tie into that we can find funding uh, for this project for. Um, yeah, I think it, it appeals to a lot of different people in a lot of different ways, uh, individually, which is why, I mean, it it appeals to me it's like it's a universal thing the heart symbol we all are connected we have hearts and we're and we have strong yeah. feelings and positive feelings about the image um and stories to tell so i think there's a lot of commonality to be found and uh, and hopefully you know there'll be some money behind you know some someone somewhere that will respond to it and say like they're doing something really positive in this world that needs positivity and 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 this time and a positive message and uh and then people will help us you know make this for make this with someone them. like the medici family would be awesome but i'm telling you once you get like one or two of these uh organizations um that are you know saying that they're with you uh go hit your public access channel man because i'm telling you yeah you know it, it may not sound like they have much money a public access channel they got dough bro okay <laughs> Cool. They've got the dough and yeah. um, certain towns more than others. But um, 
man, I'm telling you, 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 you put together a nice program. I would, I would start there. Yeah. And then once you get them signed on, then you're going to be surprised. Everyone's going to be like, you know, a public access channel is funding this. Oh, hell yeah. yeah. You know, and anytime you're doing something that's, you know, showing artwork in, in motion and people responding to it and actually having a conversation where they normally wouldn't have, I mean, dude, and a vulnerable go for it, man. I mean, like, people get vulnerable, like you wouldn't believe, like immediately, like um, in, uh, in Arizona, a guy stopped and had said, he just started talking to us and he was, um, he was a heart patient or a trans, not trans. He was a veteran from the, which war, I think the Iraq war and he had shrapnel in his heart and he had to have a, an operation to remove shrapnel from his heart. And his, like, he told us his whole story without, you know, we didn't ask him and we, didn't get it on camera, wow. unfortunately, but those, but stories like that, I think just like they come forth, you know, and, and people want to, people want to talk about that. And that's, it's great. You don't necessarily need that one on camera. All you have to do is have the story of you guys telling about it sometimes, you know what I mean? Like sometimes that's actually even better because you don't have to, the discomfort of watching this guy have to, to tell his story. You know what I mean? Sure. Cause sometimes it's kind of hard for him, especially when you put them on camera, you put them on camera, you know, it changes the tone sometimes. So, you know, sometimes all you need is just you guys telling the story of that story. Sure. Yeah. Well, Jack, you know, you're a documentary filmmaker, man. My favorite genre of film, man, at the end of the day is documentaries, man. So first of all, I'd like to ask you about- um, True stories. Yeah. I mean, you know, for me, I, I don't know. I like a narrator. You, you know what I mean? Tell me what's going on, man. You, you know, the, like- <laughs> Maybe I'm lazy. Yeah, you know. Let's but, not get too artsy with it, okay? <laughs> Let's not get too. But, you know, abstract. it's just like, all right, tell me the premise. Now give me the facts. You, you know, I mean, that, that, that's kind of like how, how I enjoy documentaries. But anyways, man, I, uh, what other subjects? I'm just saying, uh, have you done documentary films on? Um, let's see. Uh, the last, uh, the last thing I made was a documentary. Um, on an, an Iowa artist who is uh, uh, an Iowa Arts Council fellow like myself um, named Lee Running. And she, uh, her art is she finds roadkill deers in, uh, on the highways of Iowa, which there's a lot um, because of the agriculture and the landscape. Uh, and she takes their carcasses, lets the carcasses um, go through a natural process of breaking down she like puts them in a in the ground or underneath chicken wire and uh lets them naturally decay takes their you know through over the course of like a season or two takes their bones cleans them and then uh to a fine polish and then turns their bones into sculptures and artwork and i uh the last the last documentary i made was on on her and her process and uh and what that was like and I, I followed her for about a year uh and and uh yeah I documented that and just to discover like what it was and, and I learned a lot about you know the landscape of Iowa and how it has been so transformed uh by agriculture it's the most transformed state in in uh, the union as far as I think it's 98 percent of it has been altered by human hands uh, it's all for agriculture and there's not a lot of, uh, you know, natural, like the natural grasslands of, of the Midwest are no longer, it's been taken over by agriculture, which, which makes it very difficult for 
the the animals, the deer especially, to be able to get where they're going, and, and because everything is divided up between food plots or you know agricultural food plots and highways, and mm. so mm. these deer uh, travel through what is left of the, the the remaining natural space, which just happens to be in the ditches of Iowa, where all of the the natural grasses are going so that that's their natural corridors but that puts them in direct uh direct line of threat because they come up out of the ditch and then they're hit by a car and now they're yeah but uh but yeah so mm. i documented that process um and followed her and and uh just you know it was really fascinating for to see her turn something that was so gross during some of the uh the phases of of, of her creation with the decomposition of these animals into these really beautiful, awesome. That's animals. awesome, man. I love that story. Now, uh, Jennifer, you might want to be careful. Don't, don't piss them off. Um, <laughs> Why? Because he may dissolve you down to your bones and shine yeah. them up and make a nice Iowa first. He yeah. doesn't have sculpture. Yeah. <laughs> he, he may have learned the technique since he uh, documented. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah. I got a question for you, um, Jack. It's a beautiful the, film. Uh, I should watch it. Like, what was the name I, of that film? Between, uh, be, between two rivers. Between two rivers. Okay. It's like cool. I've watched it probably like five or six times. I, I when I saw that after I met him. Like, I was like, yes, like, I cannot believe someone who makes art like that. And he, like, she's amazing. She's like, he, the way he portrays her is so, like, like the way I would want to be portrayed as an artist. There was no, like, male gaze weirdness or, like, you know, there, it was like thoughtful, cinematic. Nice. And... Well done, Jack. Yeah. Well done, man. You. Thank I mean, you. I, yeah, every, cause everyone, like, you know, as a photographer or filmmaker, and when people say they want to work with you sometimes, like, you know, you just never know. And like, I've been through a few. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I always look at it as practice, you know, right? At some point I realize, oh, okay, yeah, this probably isn't going to earn you anything or whatever. But you know what? It's all good practice. I look at it that way. Um, got a question for you, Jack. Um, my man over here is uh, really into music. Uh, he's a producer and everything. Any idea what kind of music you're going to have for this film with uh, Jennifer? I don't know yet. I, I, you know, I mean, we'll see. I, I know a couple really great composers back in Iowa. A good friend of mine, Dylan Sires, is he's composed the music for three of my films. Oh, that's uh, awesome. He's a tremendous musician. He has got his own band. Uh, he's a filmmaker. Well, let's give someone else a chance, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's not a ton of people, you know, in Iowa that it's like more slim pickings. Out here, there's like, there's, there's, <laughs> yeah, and also there's what they call a plethora. Yeah, there's a plethora. <laughs> yeah, scoring music is like actually like a very, very. I mean, scoring films is actually like a very specific like uh, skill, man. You, you know, like for me, like it's not something like I actually do. Like I love producing artists and then like making dance music and DJing and things like that. But, you know, producing like a film score, you actually have to really, really kind of understand the emotions that the director's kind of trying to uh, give to the audience and then kind of have like music that complements um, those feelings. Oh, and God, emotions, yeah. If you're going right? to do narrative music, a narrative music score, <laughs> you're basically <clears throat> writing an entire song. Yeah, you know, all the instruments yourself. It that's might be that's a narrative. That's a over the whole thing. Like, this could be a very weird art film. It could be anything. Yeah. You know, I'm just taking a look at some of the clips of um, 
the the previous film that you were talking about um and that you know uh i'm just going to share the screen real quick as we're talking just at the very beginning this is the dead carcass that this uh artist is kind of uh taking a look at and i do i just love the angles that, that you're kind of like uh filming off because this is like a very <laughs> you know this is a real dead carcass right here on you know and then she's basically going to turn this into a beautiful piece of art I'm sure at the end of the film right so I, I don't know I just thought it's so cool that you've been kind of like following artists for quite a while man and um, I can't wait to see what you're going to do with um, Jennifer's art man and um, any idea about how long it'll take you to put the put together the, the film with her I think I think we're going to we need to raise a little bit of money first and we're working on that. Uh, we just launched a GoFundMe page. But oh, okay. Tell us about it. Uh, yeah. Uh, I don't, I don't know. I, I, the links in our, our, I have it pulled up right here. Don't worry guys. Um, yeah, the links in our, <laughs> our Instagram bios. Um, but yeah, I think we're aiming at a, um, a fall, like a late summer fall, uh, trip to, make uh to gather the footage that we more of the footage that we need uh for the proof of concept short film and uh and then you know i'm sure i'll be editing as i kind of go and and i think this fall we'll have something put together um at least a short version that we can show people and of course like all, all along the way we're going to be sharing all kinds of stuff on our social media platforms and whatnot but the film itself will probably be available this this fall is wow. so you're gonna have something ready for like uh, the initial short you're gonna have an initial short basically yeah. yeah by around fall no we're starting in fall sorry no late summer fall i think like fall early winter we should have you know a short we'll proof of con yeah we'll see a short proof of concept somewhere <laughs> um here man well we will uh please keep us updated um because anytime we have a you know someone on our show especially like uh jennifer you know, we like to update, keep updated and, and check back, especially on a project like this that is super cool. So, um, yeah, you definitely got to let us know uh, how this is going. And, and when you're done, maybe we'll have you on again. Well, I see that um, inside the GoFundMe, you guys are basically planning to uh, do a trip from San Diego to Portland, right? What made you guys choose that route? I mean, it's the most direct route where I know a lot of people driving up the coast like I have friends like yeah. throughout here and it's really like it's about connection so I feel like if, if we're putting out in the world hey we're going from San Diego to Portland do you live between San Diego and Portland do you have a connection to the heart do you work for a hearts organization do you did you have heart surgery do you have a wall like I mean it's it's gonna kind of unfold and evolve like for me like my life feels like it flows best while I'm like traveling and painting. Like when I, that's when I feel like I'm at my best. I'm my most confident. I can make amazing things happen. Like, I mean, I got a stranger I didn't know to make a film I've been talking about forever that just happened to line up with this shit. So it's weird and, how sometimes like the stars align like that though, I mean, right? Yeah, it, it's, I think it's just about putting it out there. And I've been really like intentional about all of that. And um, I mean, the first mural was, at this motel where I just like was really enamored with the owner. She's this uh, Norwegian biker. She's in her 80s. And wait, is she in her 80s? Is that her? Late 70s, maybe. 
late 70s. Close uh, enough. Jeez, and she's a biker, like, as in, rum, rum. And she's, yeah. yeah, she owns this motel in, like, the middle of nowhere in Arizona, and she made all these cute theme rooms, and I just thought she was, like, she really, like, went for it and lived her dream. She was an Alaskan fisher person, and she drove trucks, and she's a champion ski jumper, and, like, Whoa. she just did all these amazing things, and it's, like, why the fuck am I not doing that? Like, this, like, just go. Very inspiring so, lady. Yeah. Like. So I asked her if I could paint a wall there, and, you know, and then <laughs> got Jack to, like, think I'm not a serial killer and drive. <laughs> with me and um i mean it was it was amazing it all unfolded into like this beautiful adventure with people like wanting to interact with it and just getting i mean we got caught in a blizzard like i've never driven in the snow in my life and what? on the freeway in a blizzard and there was like things sliding backwards and you're in a four-wheel <laughs> drive with chains Ooh. and everything right <laughs> I was in my Honda Element, which is <laughs> James is James slides in a little sarcasm every now and then. <laughs> yeah, like I, I don't. I've never done it. I I don't know about this. I'm from LA. Like I've yeah, yeah. Well, it's been it's that's like, yeah, harsh. Well, you know what's cool? I saw um on your you know Instagram story just a few little like image clips from this i'm actually going to pull it up so teach can watch it real quick um here you go one second dude blizzards are no fucking joke man yeah so this is i thought this was some really beautiful footage i know it's a little bit rough but i think you guys can kind of get a little bit of a piece of uh what jack's going for um you know just so here's jennifer in the forest oh here let me turn the sound on i'm sorry one second apologize um it's all right this is there you go. We made it up to the top. Here's Jennifer putting the heart oh, cool. on the mountain. Whoa. That's a Grand Canyon. Damn, oh. look at that background. The Grand Canyon. Uh, this is in the Grand Canyon? Yeah. It's beautiful, man. Stick it in that bush. Well, I, I just love the dynamic you guys have, man. So and much trust. <laughs> you gonna push me over the fucking edge? What are you gonna? What do you want me to go over there in the bush? She's trying to be a trauma-informed filmmaker. Right. <laughs> but dude, I gotta tell you, I, I've got some uh, some serious. Um, you know, background uh, indie going on because, damn, that was beautiful background in that uh, in that scene. We got oh, a man. national park pass, so that's going to be a big part of it too. Is like, you mm. know, seeing like how we can incorporate, you know, things yeah. in national parks and getting to like really see the landscape and see all the things that. I mean, at least I've been wanting to see forever. I think you probably have too. Like I, we both yeah. had Grand Canyon on the bucket list. I had never seen the Grand Canyon until then so mm. oh okay yeah. i've been to the grand canyon but i gotta tell you that just those amazing landscapes with the heart in there with the fire just those uh <laughs> very very uh visually provocative so uh, Here, here's another image of just uh, what we're talking about and i see the heart's getting a little bit fucked up right here in the uh, san Bernardino national forest i just you know it's a beautiful 
background, man. And uh, with Jennifer's art in the front, there's just like it's a beautiful image. And I think that uh, you know, it, like it's no wonder that it elicits such a response from people, and people just want to talk about their own personal experiences. I think it, it it's like really cool, you know. And um, like I said, I, I'm excited to see the heart age too, and then how the story progresses with it as well. I think it's awesome. made out of cardboard. Is that cardboard? Yeah, it's cardboard and spray paint. It's <laughs> nothing fancy, but it looks nice and 3D. I'll tell you this right now. And one of the reasons is because Jennifer is such an awesome artist at shading. And whenever I've seen her pieces, either whether it's on the wall, electrical boxes, it just always uh, stands out to be very unique in terms of LA Shore Gallery, you know? So, oh yeah, love that. Thanks. I think it's like also like our hearts are fragile. We carry like we all have these experiences or like scars. And I think. I mean, if the heart falls off a cliff, the heart falls off a cliff. You know, like it's a minute for the process. Hopefully and you guys get the footage of Please that. make sure, you, I was just going to say, please make sure you get the footage of that because yeah. that would be awesome. I, I, I mean, that's, that's what I was going to say is the fact that you made that out of cardboard and to get it, watch it just start crumbling and everything, I think is so real and natural that it just, it fits right along. So well done. Oh, this is a great shot right here, actually. Check this out. This is like such as just the heart on a bridge, but the reflection of it. Oh, wow is uh, inside the water and this is at big bear lake right so cool when did you add the wings on it jennifer and i mean was i love any... the keep off sign too that you can see there oh uh, yeah good 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 observation teach look at that an artist's eye man i didn't i didn't even look at that because i was noticing the reflection but yeah, keep that. off sign was super right. cool man now jennifer when did you add the wings to it man i mean is that kind of like a newer addition to it because in the past i've seen it I mean, I've done I've done a bunch of murals that have wings. Okay. Um, but I just I don't know. I really get into like the cardboard hearts because I can make a bunch of them and like layer them. I do them out of wood too. Um, but yeah, I just was like I'm I get bored of just the same shape, so I need another slightly different version of it to get bored of. So <laughs> I, don't know. I, I actually didn't plan on this like blue. I don't know what I'm gonna do with that thing I made for another show that. I just kind of was like a place. I know what you're talking about. I got a few of those. Yeah. <laughs> but then it turned into like the um, the main thing. And then now I'm thinking about it. It's like, okay, the heart's blue and the wings are like fire. That's kind of metaphorical. It's like you can, you can find meaning there and it's going to like, it's going to have experiences and transform in ways I can't control. And that's fucking life, right? Like, I like that. You know, yes, this very real. This one was super cool too. What we're looking at here is the heart, it's a red heart, oh, and it's kind of like has chains around it and it's inside a cage hanging in the tree. So um, I love it so when people just take cool. one image and kind of use the shit out of change it constantly, but kind of give different connotations to it. I mean, want to talk a little bit about this one, Jennifer? Um, I mean, that art piece is extremely old. Like, oh, okay. I don't even know how old that piece is, but it has a completely different life and meaning when you put it in an environment. Mm. Um, and I don't know, I think that's like symbolism that it's all just super relatable. It's like- That's me I love right what there. you wrote. Love is not a cage for wild hearts. It. That's awesome. <laughs> that's me think? right there. My heart is, you know, locked up in a cage, protected. Right. No one can fuck now. with it, you know, you know what I mean? <laughs> My boy's been through some shit. He didn't dodge a missile or two. He got blown apart. So now he's all like. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to put my shit in a cage, put a chain around it. You can't even fucking ever see it ever again. You know what I mean? <laughs> but now I'm just you saying that. Cam, right? Like baby steps. 
Yeah. Yeah. No, but, but what I'm just saying at the end of the day, it's just, it's so like uh, relatable for everybody, you know, because I think, uh, especially artists, I think that, you know, most of our um, issues or creativity, it's all coming from the heart a lot of times, you know, because if you're just thinking with your brain a lot of times, you're just going to get a very mechanical, very logical actions, you know, you know what I mean? And, who likes that, right? Artists, we're all fun people, you know. We we, we speak from the Sometimes heart. Sometimes we have to do that for work, though. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's true. That's true. But yeah, okay. So doc, let's talk about documentary films, because like I said, man, I mean, personally, they're my favorite kind of like genre of movies. Actually, man, what are some of your, uh, per, you know, recommendations, Jack? Just so we can kind of understand what are some of your influences. Oh man, you know, I I'm not necessarily a documentarian. First and foremost, it's oh, documentary. Okay. Documentary. You go to film school? No, I. Uh, awesome! I love I, it. I grew up in this doing stage theater and and uh, discovered that I really wanted to make films, so I moved to LA and just started working in the in film. So nice. But I'm I'm a narrative. Who's like fuck it? I'm gonna go to the top. Yeah, and I'm gonna learn this shit. Pretty much, yeah. Just like I bounced from department to department, just learning everything I could. Uh, knowing that someday I was going to make my own films. So uh, smart, man. So you're in theater, man. Um, you, you know, tell us a little bit about that, that background, man. And it was in Iowa that you kind of first were exposed to that. Yeah. I, uh, I, I'm a, I was a theater major in college. I studied, uh, I was a stage actor. I, I was a lover of Shakespeare and uh, moved to New York and spent seven years in New York, trying to be an actor in New York and doing stage theater but it was wow. during that time that I realized that, like, I mean, I love Shakespeare, but I didn't love the 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 grind of being an actor at all. I, I loved the studying and getting on stage and doing it, but, like, to try to make a living as an actor wasn't my calling. Um, and I realized at that time that it was really because of the movies I had seen as a kid, which is why I was doing all of it anyway. So mm. I just realized that my focus was sort of, like, not quite correct, and I and I changed it and changed so, coats and sure. basically what it comes down to is you don't like people telling you what to do you like to tell what other people do <laughs> and that's fine i don't know about well, that also, think about this though the thing is, about is actors, you're, that's okay you're, you're just an actor you're not a producer you're not a writer you're kind my of wife's the same way my wife did a little bit of acting she did a little bit of modeling when she was younger but the little after a little bit of acting that she did, she was like, "Yeah, I don't like being told what to do. I don't want, I'm going to do what you're doing. I want to get behind that camera where I don't have to worry about what the fuck I look like, and I want to tell people what to do." So, I like to craft the message. And there you go. That's, and dude, that's awesome that you realized that and got on track instead of spending more time trying to do what a lot of people out here in Hollywood are doing. You know? Yeah. I think it's tough for actors, man, because if you're just an actor, not a writer, or producer, or a director, or anything like that, you're kind of just waiting for other people to give you direction, in a sense. And you could be brilliant at what you do, but I mean, at the end of the day, I always say, man, if you're an actor, I mean, I, I, you know, I got to give props to you, man, because it, it's a grind, man. Like, you know, if you, if, you know. Have the right attitude. If you're going to do that, have, you got to have the right attitude. That's all it comes down to, because if you don't like being told what to do, you shouldn't be an actor. <laughs> So, Jack, you had mentioned, though, you said some movies that you saw kind of inspired you to get into this whole field, man. Can you tell us a little bit about your favorite movies then, I guess? Oh, geez. I'll tell you what, when you were growing up in Iowa, okay, the first movie that you saw that really had, a, had an effect on you, what was that? 
Uh, Star Wars, probably. Yeah. Star Wars. Yeah, okay. I was a kid that came from a, a divorced household that had, you know, uh, not issues with my dad, but like definitely it was it was a struggle and uh, and to see a young man going through that in the fantastical you know setting of uh, Star Wars was it hit me and I and I didn't realize how deeply it hit me until I was a you know a grown person and and I realized like oh the, the story was not because I didn't like it because it was lasers and I mean I did I loved all you know the, the Millennium Falcon and the X-Men fighter and all that stuff but the reason why it hit me so anyone in the right mind would by the way go ahead yeah <laughs> right uh but I but the reason why it really hit home with me was because of the father-son journey and the, and the mm-hmm. connection and the story behind uh those two people so uh and the fan and it was a family it's a family it's a story about a exactly when i realized that i was like oh man that's that is what i want to do is i want to tell stories in in a number of different settings and and whether it's fantastical or or documentary style like i want to tell people about connection and about love and about uh loss and about unrequited you know feelings and how to deal with them and what happens when life hands you a shitty hand and you don't know what to do about it so you act like an asshole and and then you realize like shit i'm an asshole i gotta fix these things and you know there's so much of life that can be explored and, and stories to be told so that's so awesome Dude, that's <laughs> awesome that it brought about that kind of self-awareness for you i wish you would for a lot of other people yeah because yeah. <laughs> there's a lot of assholes out here oh, man, man. that well, don't I, even know it first of all i i love that because first of all you're you're touching on a few things you're talking about you know, just changing, being from an asshole to like just changing as a person. Last time Jennifer was coming on here, she she came on and she was like, you know what? I was an asshole kid, <laughs> you know? And then she basically, she said that she basically went through all this stuff and then kind of now it, it took time to realize it's like, oh man, all these crazy things happened to me. Um, and, you know, it's, it's awesome to just kind of hear this growth and, you know, from artists and things like that. But I want to talk about Star Wars before we get too far. So you were a total empire guy, basically, right? You weren't, you, you, that's I'm my guessing. favorite. Yeah, that's my favorite. I mean, I, I love the I love uh, episode four, I guess, uh, but because it's the first one I saw. But I love you know, Empire is great. It's weird because see, when I was watching Star Wars, Star Wars, I, you know, I was born in the '80s, man. So it was it was already like coming out. It was already out. You, you know what I mean? So my my, my uh, you know experience was when they replayed it. Oh, uh, you know what? Sorry, it's a little sidebar. Just so people have a rough idea of about how old you are, uh, Jack. I'm I'm 45. Ah, there you go. Look, I, I knew it. He got his age. He I'm got 52, so fuck everybody, right? <laughs> it was out. I mean, they were out when I was a kid. I, I, I watched them on VHS and stuff like that, and I think I watched. I the- saw it in the theater. Yeah. When it was released. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> fuck everybody. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't. That's right. what I was gonna say. Okay, because I didn't get to see it in the theater, man. I mean, it must have been such a shock for people when you know people found out that you know Darth Vader was Luke's father, man. But I mean. For people, you know, like me and you, Jack, who watched it on, you know, VHS, I'm like, the whole thing was already ruined for us before we even... Uh... No, I, it, it shocked the hell out of me when I first saw it. it oh, man, me. I had a crappy friends then. They Dude, he's me. in Iowa. <laughs> he's not going to hear like you do in L.A., you know what I mean? You grew up in Iowa. They don't get to find out that much in advance, okay? 
Well, okay, here's the thing. You know, I, I made I have not watched any of the Disney ones, Disney Star Wars ones, because I was once I heard them, they're like, all right, we're gonna come up with a new one every single fucking year. I'm like, oh crap, dude. There's no way I'm gonna keep up with this, man. So I I'm I'm just saying for me, um, you know, I watched the obviously the first three, I watched the or the the previous first three after the first three, right? So uh, you know, my personal favorite, I mean, I always like, you know. Return of the Jedi and the Ewoks, man. I like those little cute teddy bears, man. You know what I mean? But it seems that that's a very I'm unpopular... watching that Death Star just go... <laughs> <laughs> but it seems like that's a very that unpopular Star. opinion, man. People hate the Ewoks, dude. I don't know why. I mean... You hate the Ewoks? <laughs> See? That's what I mean. You know what I mean? Were they just like... I don't know. I think for me as a kid, you know what I mean? When that one Ewok died, I was like, no, you know, you know what I mean? It was just too cute, dude. You, you know what I mean? So for me, it wasn't so much the family story. I just like the teddy bears, man. You know, when I was a kid, so that hey. drunk. <laughs> I had the stuffed animals and I didn't give a shit about the rest of Star Wars. <laughs> okay. But teach which out of the original three did you like, man? I mean, were you a big fan of me? Uh, uh, oh, no, you teach. Oh, um, the, uh, yeah, Return of the Jedi, man. I love watching the, the messed up Death Stars get just... <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's coming back, getting them back and everything. I'm like, yeah, you thought you fucked this up, but you didn't, motherfucker. We're still getting done. <laughs> Can we all agree that, you know, I'm very happy that out of the newer ones, I mean, there was no more Jar Jar Binks, right? That guy was like the worst fucking guy. That's when we knew George Lucas lost his touch, man. We're like, what the fuck is this, man? <laughs> Whatever one that was, that was my least favorite. I think that was episode one, right? Episode one or something like that with Queen Amidala. Oh, she was okay. like the, uh, Queen Amidala was like Natalie Portman. No. And, uh, you know, that, that was super cool, man. But anyways, I didn't mind was... that. She's hot, but Jar Jar Binks, <laughs> really? Well, who I, sold that? Who sold that fucking character is what I want to know. Who came in there's like, no, 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 no. It's, it's going to have like this thing down like this. And we'll call him um, Jar, Jar, Jar Jar Binks. Yeah. No, Jar Jar Binks, man. I'm telling you, that hit a little. Tell you, man. That's. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, we digress, man. So, you know. I don't, I, that I, character alone almost made me quit watching Star or the rest of them all together. Just like, if this is where this shit's going, I don't need to see any more. Okay? <laughs> Jar Jar Binks? No. Okay, I'm done. Done. What if the creator of Jar Jar Binks watches this? Like, aren't you going to feel terrible? Maybe it's uh, just no, I I, I at all. want him to. Uh. I would gladly love to <laughs> set him in the right direction, give him a little bit more self-awareness that this yeah. wonderful create this, you know, character he thought he created sucks. It was probably you know? like a kid. Like, someone's kid had a dream about it or something. Uh, I, I honestly haven't seen it, so I don't know much about the character. Don't, don't. You'll appreciate me for I telling you this. I, I saw the first <laughs> three ones from when I was a kid, and that was enough. Like I want that's part yeah. of my Star Wars experience, like contained. There you go. I don't need to know anymore. You know. That's but you know, you know what though? I actually really <laughs> like the. <clears throat> I guess it's number three because it's actually like number seven but it's like number three or whatever right because it got to um kind of explain how darth vader became evil and i thought that was really cool and at the end i it was super corny though he was like no i don't know if you guys know what the fuck i'm talking about no yeah, <laughs> yeah. jack's not in his head jack's not in his head he knows exactly what the fuck i'm talking about you're just like you know but well, like i said it was you know but that that's what i'm saying once disney came out with all right we're gonna make a 
new Star Wars film every single year. We're going to have a new Death Star that's square instead of round. You know, I was like, I'm out. I'm out. I'm out. This is too much for my adult brain to keep up with now, man. You, you know? <laughs> but I now you just want my money. You, you don't care about my feelings anymore. You just want my money. But Star Wars Land looks fucking amazing, man. Have you guys been, uh, been to that? Teach, have you brought your yeah. kids to that yet? Oh, man. What? Star Wars Land? Like yeah, Disneyland? Yeah. Yeah. It's like new. What was that? I said we should bring the heart. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Totally. Yeah, love that. <laughs> I bet you'll get some good, uh, good responses from people uh, talking about, you know, like I said, it's just so cool that the heart manages to bring out, like, all these personal stories, man. I love it. So, um, you know what? Also, I just was scrolling on your feed, Jennifer. I just, this is a little bit old, older, I guess. It's in April. But I thought this was a really cool rendition of uh, your heart image, man. This is a uh, heart. Steak. And it has the L.A. inside. But the uh, the texture is kind of like a steak. That's so. creepy. <laughs> I, want a, I want a Pittsburgh fried on each side and eat it, Rob. Jennifer, what was uh, going through your mind? Were you hungry <laughs> when you? <laughs> oh, I was just thinking, up? like you know, just ridiculous, like things that, you know, you know. Yeah, textures. I like that blue plate you know, special, man. I like that. You know, it's uh, <laughs> when you put your work in public, like it has its own life, and sometimes you know things happen and. Was there a beef going on? Is that why I did the beef? <laughs> I was mad about dumb shit. It's like, oh, well, you know. I mean, being a woman in this world is fucking rough. I know I say it every time I get a platform, but, like, there's, like, there's different levels of, like, beef that, you know, we have to deal with that, like, I do not think that men in street art and graffiti have to deal with. So. Nope. <laughs> so I express myself through my art. I um, love it. And I think originally, like, a lot of, like, with our film, we weren't planning on talking to strangers. It was going to be about, like, me painting these hearts in these environments or, like, in different, like, places and then bringing this heart around and then just seeing how, like, people were responding just became, like, oh, that's it. Like, that's the connecting um, thing. And I've been working on the What's in Your Heart project for almost a decade, and I've done absolutely nothing with it. So, um but I mean, I have hundreds of parts that other people have made, and I think it's going to all come together in like the coolest way. Well, I definitely like the uh, the right the direction is going. I like uh, the guy you got working on it a lot, and um, man, I wish you guys all the strength that you need you. and funding and everything. Um, and uh, you know, if any, at any point there's anything my uh, wife can do, I'm gonna. I'll show it to her and everything, and she's not gonna be able to do anything right now. But after her film and down the road or whatever, you know, anything that does has to do with art being uh, brought to film or whatever, you know, I always try to do what I can to help that as well. So, um, you be you know. in it, Peach. Like you were one of the first artists I ever collaborated with. I still have like our collabs from like twenty before when you were signing your name T E C H R. Like it's all like cute and cursive. It's like baby teacher. <laughs> <laughs> It's like a, it's a vintage artifact. That was pretty wow, yes, it is. Pretty thugged, right? Yeah. <laughs> yes, it was. That, that image, like, allowed me to, like, I don't know, meet and collaborate with so many artists. So it's, I don't know. There's, um, there's a bunch of artists that do hearts specifically, too. And I think it would be cool to, like, 
I don't know, talk to them if we come across them and all that. Cause it's, it's. If you come across them, if you, you can reach out and find them these days, oh, no, you know what sure. I mean? There's one I'm already in, in touch with, but I mean, I think that the more we do this, the more we'll find other people that have a similar thing. And it's like, it's about the universality and the story is like, whatever happens in the next year is going to happen. And we're just that might be for the it. feature. Yeah. Let's see. Nice. I like it, man. Hell yeah. I think, you know, Jennifer, she's always been an OG in the LA street art scene, man. And, uh, you know, we're always happy to have her come on and update us. It was so cool the last time that, you know, before you started. I just, after the last interview, man, I was like, maybe I helped you manifest this because I was just thinking, man, she needs to, you know, get a film together or something with all that she has done. She needs to, to put this together. And, and here we are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, even last time, I mean, you hadn't even met Paris last time when, when, uh, you know, we were talking, man. And I just feel like it was kind of like a natural progression. I'm so happy you got to a chance to meet her to kind of like get that collective experience of, uh, you know, what you guys went through as kids, man. And uh, you guys really uh, opened my eyes to, uh, you know, those. Um... Oh, actually, I got to ask you one thing. I just remember something. You know, Bad Bunny? No, no, not Bad Bunny. Bad Bobby. Oh, bad Baby. Yeah. 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 So, so yeah. I tell the audience, I mean, the audience, she's the Cash Me Outside girl, actually. You, you know, she's the girl who was on uh, Dr. Phil. And apparently she, uh, you know, go ahead, Jennifer. She's, um, she's part of Breaking Code Silence, too. She's a survivor of the troubled teen industry. And um, Dr. Phil sent her to Turnabout Ranch, um, where she was traumatized. And she was horribly exploited by, I mean, that's not what I'm going to go into right now. Um, but having her voice as well as like Paris Jackson and Drew Barrymore to some degree, like it's making a difference. And for these like celebrities to be vulnerable about something so like shameful, you know, and like personal and like weird is like, it, it's inspired thousands of people and like changed laws. So um, nice. we're happy to have her voice and like that she's into it. And Dr. Phil sent a kid to a facility that I was in and they broke her arm, and that's part of why the facility had to close down, which really just meant changing the name. So, Dr. Dude, Dr. Phil, Phil, come on, mother, dude, come yeah, on. You had mentioned that last Pay time. Pay attention, that... you bald fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Phil and Paris are the only, like, celebrities I've ever done. You know, celebrity art's just not my thing in general, but, like, I, no, I made right. a stencil of Paris Hilton, which is something, if you would have told me, 10 years ago that I'd be making a stencil of Paris Hilton, I would have put money on the fact that that would never happen. Never. Yeah. <laughs> I would, I would agree. I, yeah. Um, it's, it's been an amazing thing to like connect. Yeah. It's been nice. like with this community and like, feel like I'm making a difference, you know, cause I don't know. That's perfect. You are making That's a difference. A and, and honestly, piece, um, just, just learning about, you know, I mean, I'll be the first one to say we're so quick to judge when we see these images of, you know, catch me outside girl, just like you said, getting exploited. And, you know, at, at the end of the day, I mean, like it's a money grab for whoever's, you know, pushing it behind, man, whether it's, you know, pa pushing Paris Hilton as this dumb socialite or the catch me outside girl, bad Bobby as like a problematic child. I mean, they're actually people too. You, you know what I mean? At the end of the day, they've been through some trauma and, uh, and they're surviving and exactly. doing well. Thank goodness. All the bad things people think about you and people thinking that you're like a character and like feeling super confident saying like, oh, I mean, she's a bad baby was a child. Like she was a kid when 
all that stuff happened and all of a sudden she's thrown into a spotlight and everyone's making fun of her and she's profited for sure but like i mean your mental health well good she deserves to after all the shit she's been through fuck everybody you know for putting her through that shit I'm just Good. glad right. she's making money. I hope she makes more. She, I, I think she has a record deal. <laughs> I'm just like, God damn. Like, but I mean, she's super produced. Like that's, you know, she didn't go on the Dr. Phil show thinking I want a record deal. She people, someone saw that she had this like attitude. Thing attitude that people wanted to exploit and were like, Oh, I can like make money with that, you know? And it's, I mean, I support her, whatever she wants to do, like whatever she wants to do. But, um, I think to their own young different. and with trauma is probably really difficult. Yeah. You know, different strokes for di different folks, you know, and I think, like I said, if you can turn around and make something of yourself, whether, you know, you know, whatever situation you're in, man, like, uh, I got way more respect you. for you, someone who does that than someone who, you know, hasn't been through shit and, you know, manages to do okay. You know what I mean? What? I have more respect for someone like the young lady we were just talking about, someone who's been through some horrible shit has managed to make the best of it, is surviving and doing well, as opposed to someone who had kind of an easy life, you know, and who's just doing okay. You know what I mean? I have tons more respect for that lady because they've dealt with the shit and they've come out of it, you know? Like I said, I'm just I jealous of her. Other people through that, you know, there's kids that are in that situation now that seem like, oh, okay, I can see her and like, you know. Yeah, she means she inspires some people who've been through horrible shit, man. That's a good thing. Oh, yeah, man. So I think, um, you know, can we, Jack, can you guys let us know where, how to find the GoFundMe um, one more time, man, so they can help donate to this film? Dude, man? they just turned it on. They don't know. We can no, put that like, information in the thing Instagram below. Instagram bio. Yeah, it's in, my, it's in mine and her uh, Instagram bios. So There you go. Good. Okay. Okay. Go ahead and drop your Instagram social, Jack. Uh, at Jack Meggers uh, for Instagram. That's M-E-G-G-E-R-S. Correct. Uh, Jennifer's is humans, humans make, make art. art yeah you can go and find the um, GoFundMe link um, to their uh, page and then um, you can help donate to the film and try to make this happen man but I, I think like I know you guys are going to make it happen I can't wait to it's making it happen I mean it's oh, yeah. happening and, be and patient <laughs> and perseverance totally it'll happen and everyone has like you know things like connections to the heart or whatever like we want to hear from like just random people everywhere you know if like your grandma had, was the first person to receive like a wooden artificial heart in the 1700s or whatever her great great grandma like we want to hear the, these stories and like i think it's going to be like a wild journey i think we're going to just get a lot of cool stuff the engineer was mind-blowing to me and that's just like literally completely random in the middle of a national park Cool, man. Wish yeah. you guys the best. I look forward to hearing, uh, getting updates. Awesome. Uh, I think you got a couple donations coming your way. <laughs> Thank so, you guys yeah. for having us. No, we love you. Have you guys. And like I said, thanks for your time and your stories. We appreciate it. Update us. Just, you know, you guys are always welcome back. So, um, all right, man. I mean, I think that's pretty much it, right, Teach? We got another episode coming up, but that hour. Dude, we should went way over an hour, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, hell yeah, man. Um, so thank you to the audience for hanging out with us today. Uh, follow us at PTTP Show. Leave us a review on iTunes. And uh, that's pretty much it. Love you guys. Take care and peace. Hi. Thank you. Bye. Thanks.
Hey, what's up? It's James. And teacher. We just want to tell you a few ways that you can support us. Financially. That's right. You can go to our Patreon, patreon.com slash show. Inside the Patreon, you can find a few different packages. You got everything from like a dollar all the way up to $5,000. You know, like if you're business, you want to do some advertising, you want to be a guest on the show or something like that. But you know what? We appreciate any way you guys would like to support us. This is just another way of doing it. Or access the shop at lastreart.gallery. Check out the shop as I'm a teacher's original artwork, some stickers, and also other merch coming at you from some of the guests on our show. Thank you very much. Peace. Peace.